think editorializing on interesting facts is sort of like the gist of it. What does factual even mean anyway? I mean, it certainly means different things to different people. Welcome to Feature Creep, colon, built-in microwave, semicolon, shorts, role-playing games, and the design thereof. Uh, this is going to be a real short one, but I, uh, as you can tell, um, or you will find out shortly as I tell you, Meg is not joining me this evening. Um, we ran out of time, but we do want to try and get one out for Thursday. So I'm going to go solo on this one and talk a little bit about um, one of my hobbies. I, In my life, I've played role-playing games on and off. Um, much more, I played much more when I was in high school and then a bit in college. And then more recently, I've started playing again. As you can imagine, um, COVID COVID's definitely got me digging into um, hobbies that are safer playing at home or some things that I can do over the internet with friends. So uh, role-playing games are a great way to do that. Um, if you're listening to this and you really don't know anything about role-playing games, um, certainly you've heard of Dungeons and Dragons, at least at some point. Um, <clears throat> that is definitely probably the most famous role-playing game Dungeons and Dragons is a fantasy tabletop role-playing game and uh, the tabletop role-playing game or the TTRPG kind of moniker is more more recent because of um, role-playing games becoming more ubiquitous and on uh, video game platforms. So um, it's no longer that kind of pen and paper um, type of play that you have traditionally experienced if you are someone who's played these kind of games before anyway um so dungeons and dragons is a fantasy tabletop role-playing game uh it was originally designed by gary gygax and dave arneson um that was like way back in 1974 and they created their own publishing company called tactical studies rules inc um and that eventually um the game has eventually was bought up by Wizards of the Coast or the the uh, the licensing, um, and so Wizard of the Wizards of the Coast have been kind of the caretakers of the game since then. But um, uh, I digress. So the point of it is, well, what is a role playing game? Uh, traditionally, uh, Dungeons and Dragons has been played. Um, the rules typically, or the the mode of play involves um, a group of people, typically a group of friends usually sitting around at the same table and one person is designated as the uh, the guide or in Dungeons and Dragons, it's the dungeon master. And the dungeon master, their job is to play all of the components of the fantasy world that don't involve players or player characters. So um, most people will be the player and one person will be designated as the dungeon master. So Anyone who's designated as a player will create a single character typically, um, and they'll play that character in the world that the dungeon master creates for them. Um, and so then uh, dice are usually used to add an element of randomness and an element of surprise and unexpected things. Um, and so the way that it works is that the dungeon master typically creates some kind of fantasy setting, and then the dungeon master will play out the... Um, the roles of the non-player characters. So if the setting was, say, in a medieval town of some kind, then um, the dungeon master might play out what the 
uh, innkeeper would be saying to the characters as they maybe come into the end looking for a room or um, if they were adventuring in a dungeon and they encounter orcs or something, then the dungeon master would both be telling the story of what the dungeon looks like and the experience of the characters being in the dungeon, as well as um, playing out the actions of the orcs by describing what the orcs do um, and things like that. And then there are actual rules. Most of the rules in Dungeons and Dragons seem to revolve around um, the combat portion of it or they're they're kind of heavily focused on that there's lots of different ways that characters can interact in a combative way um there's also i shouldn't do it a disservice there's definitely lots of um rules and ideas around role-playing other kinds of actions if you want to have more of a role-playing game that was say like a kind of high fantasy high intrigue um, mystery or maybe a high intrigue sort of um court sort of royalty involvement there are um, definitely help in the rule books. Um, but, and that kind of gets me to the crux of this. So uh, Dungeons and Dragons has always been a heavily sort of, uh, it, it's always had a large rule set for good reason, because it describes such a large, vast sort of range of things that people can participate in. And I think it's one of the things that has traditionally um, attracted people to the game. Um, or there's certain kinds of players who really enjoy the detail of it and the sort of involvement of um, reading about different rules and different sort of um, structures. And when I talk about rules, these are structures for creating a fantasy experience. So um, like rules might talk about how quickly a character can move over ground or how quickly a character can climb up a wall things like that, um, that give it some kind of normalization. And then everybody kind of understands that those are the rules. Um, but typically and traditionally since pretty early on, uh, that core rule set is typically involves, uh, three very large, um, you know, 250 plus page books. Um, there's sort of a, a player's guide, a dungeon master's guide, and then a monster manual or a, a, a a book that's basically designed to give you ideas about what kind of creatures people might encounter in the fantasy setting. So um, this is where kind of the design of role-playing games comes in. I recently had um, uh, have a group of friends who might be interested in playing some role-playing games, and I thought, well, why don't I see if there's something a little bit less heavy and something that might be more uh, casual to get involved in, um, and I stumbled upon a very new game called Quest. And this role-playing game, Quest, was, um, I think it was probably created maybe just a couple years ago. Um, it seems to be uh, kind of just starting gaining popularity. I think COVID helped a lot because having a lot of free time um, or a lot of downtime and not being able to really like go out and do the normal things you would, um, finding ways to interact with your friends online, um, is obvious, an obvious choice and role-playing games are a great way to do that. It's a great, um, really great social activity. It's pretty fun. And I find most people who've played typically have a good time if they're, especially if they're playing with friends that they, they enjoy spending time with. Um, this is kind of just an activity to spend time with people. So, um, I wanted to talk about, um, from a design perspective, uh, on the one hand, you have Dungeons and Dragons, which I think it's gone through several revisions from the first edition now to um, the most current revision of fifth edition, where 
the rules have changed each edition. And when I say the rules, I mean, they've really gone through these, like, you know, these three core rule books and really reworked a lot of the aspects of the way the game works. Um, attempting to strike balance and getting, you know, player feedback and looking to see what people enjoy about it, what people don't enjoy about it. Um, every edition has its own quirks. Um, and I won't get too much into that other than to just, you can imagine like, you know, being like, Hey, let's play a board game and pulling out three large books and being like, okay, read through this. Now, obviously you don't need to read through the entire three book set to understand the rules. Um, it's much more simpler than that. These are more references and you just need to know that oftentimes, um, especially when you first start playing, you're going to spend a lot of time looking up rules before you do something or when you suggest your character, like if you're saying, hey, my character wants to climb that wall, then um, you probably want to look it up in the book and find out what the, you know, what to expect and how to kind of keep that normalized within the game where everybody's kind of playing by the same rules. So, Quest does this kind of amazing thing where they um, take, they kind of have kept the same kind of fantasy setting and the same general ideas of um, role playing game uh, dynamics where there's, and now they, instead of having a dungeon master, they call it a guide. Um, and so there's a guide and there are players. And what they um, have done is created this. First of all, the book, which is this beautifully illustrated, really bright and vibrant and very inspiring um, book that has beautiful illustrations on all the pages. It's really clearly written. Um, there's nothing really complicated about the mechanics of the game. They walk you through um, a typical role-playing session. They talk about role-playing in general. And one of my favorite things is they have... Um, they have some like some pointers on how to enjoy yourself and your friends and why you would want to play um, beyond just talking about the rules. They also just kind of talk about um, they have this, this page, which is just the general rules. And I kind of love the general rules. They're basically in big bold letters. It says, be good to each other. And then it gets into being respectful and what that looks like in the context of playing a role-playing game. Um, things like letting your friends talk, making sure that your guide is also having a good time. Um, basically playing your character and not trying to play, um, you know, the other characters. And so, or, you know, pushing people around, uh, you know, also respecting boundaries and making sure that you're not ex introducing extreme concepts into the game. Um, like for instance, like torture or sexual violence and things like that, because just because you're playing in a fantasy environment doesn't mean that you need to, you shouldn't be respectful of the rest of your, you know, the people who are playing the game and being kind of, um, thoughtful about the context and reading the room. And it, it's nice to just kind of see that sort of spelled out. And they, they talk about it really particularly, um, and that's that's kind of uh, it's pretty fun. Um, I, games are more fun when everybody is kind of having a good time, um, and everybody is playing with the same rules that they've agreed to. So uh, this game, the great thing I think about this game is rather than um, to kind of contrast it with Dungeons and Dragons, where Dungeons and Dragons, um, if you've ever played, you're probably familiar with the step of character creation, which. Traditionally, that has often been um, 
oftentimes people talk about like, oh man, you know, we're going to play Dungeons and Dragons Friday night or something. And they've set aside three or four hours and they spend three and a half hours, basically everybody creating characters. And, um, you know, because a lot can go into that and there's a lot of, um, thought and, and things about, you know, well, I'm going to have to play this character now for the next couple of sessions. So, um, this game is not like that. This game is set up where you could play a single game in an evening of maybe three hours with maybe six of your, your great friends. Um, you can play it over many sessions if you want. They have um, different, you know, they have rules for how characters would advance and, and grow. Um, but they also have it set up where you can just, you know, sit down, uh, have a look through the rules, spend about 20, 30 minutes setting up a character, maybe even less, depending. Um, they say actually 15 minutes, I think, and, and then get on with the story and have the game guide, you know, the guide bring everybody into the um, introduce the sort of fantasy realm and then, you know, get on with telling the story, this sort of mutual um, participation of telling the story. So uh, one of the things I really like about this is both the character creation and the sort of quest or the sort of um, the, the, the fantasy setting. Both of those are created through these forms that they have that look a lot like and play a lot like Mad Libs. So if you're going to create your character, you have this sheet and it says, hello, my name is blank. I'm blank years old and I stand blank tall. I'm the party's blank. And then it goes on like that, like, you know, through all of the different things that you're going to fill in. And then it gives you um, help on what each one of those blanks should have in it. And they have a bunch of suggestions, um, which is like, you know, for instance, they'll say, uh, one of the blanks is I wear blank. And so then they have things from an owl pin to a bronzed breastplate, a bronze breastplate, oversized spectacles, antique eyeglasses, a pattern hijab. Um, and these are just suggestions, but they have a long list of them. Um, and it gives you an idea of what kind of thing you should be putting in there. And then depending on your comfort of using your imagination, you could either fill that in for yourself or use one of these and create a character that is your own style. Um, and then, and so all of these things help you set the setting of how you as the player will create your character um, and role play the character. And then um, it walks you through collecting some gear. It has a very simple, um, a simple sort of uh, setup for uh, maintaining what your character currently has in its possession. And then um, it talks about these different roles and their, uh, they have these um, these eight roles. So they have, uh, you can be a fighter or an invoker or a ranger or a naturalist or a doctor or a spy or a magician or a wizard. And each one comes with a set of abilities that allows you to kind of customize and, and be a participant in your party's goals in, inside of the, the sort of adventure that is being set. And so um, it's, it's a lot it's much more simplified from Dungeons and Dragons or similar uh, more advanced or more involved role-playing games. Um, I think it's still, it seems to be much, it, it seems to put forward a lot more on just playing roles and a lot less on being, you know, involved with rules. It gives you a much more simpler framework for you to participate in a story with your friends and, and basically tell this, this tale um, that you can all be interactive with. 
um, there's just enough rules. There's kind of um, there's some dice rolls and things like that that keep it kind of uh, add some randomness to things and and unexpected events can happen because of that. Um, then there's uh, when it comes to um, creating the uh, building a world as the guide, you have a similar um, form that you fill out. It's, it starts with your story begins blank, a blank from the blank to the blank, etc., etc., And then it gives you some ideas. So for instance, your story begins in the frontier town of Wendros, or your story begins outside the great encampment. Um, and they have a long list of already set cues, or as, you know, as again, you can write your own, um, and then it kind of goes on and it drills down and eventually you um, it, it it's great because it really walks you through um, creating the setting and the sort of the, the start of the game. Um, once you do that, then when you're playing with your, you know, everybody gets an opportunity to introduce their character to the rest of the party. Um, then uh, the game guide would then basically walk through everybody, make sure everybody had an opportunity to interact. And then you're kind of off to the races. You get to then start interacting with the world. Um, and this is, uh, this portion of it is the same way the fundamental aspects of playing Dungeons and Dragons and other role-playing games that are set up this way. There are um, there are role-playing games where there's no guide and it's much more structured around a rule set that everybody kind of participates in. Um, there are some games where uh, everybody takes a turn being the guide or the main storyteller. Um, there's lots of different ways of doing this. This is just one traditional way, and I think this... Um, is a pretty fascinating kind of take on it. And so um, I really can't recommend at least going onto their website, which is adventure.game, and just having a look at some of the artwork and um, just having a look at what um, these people are doing. It's just a really interesting, um, really interesting project. And I think it's pretty cool how they've kind of set this up. Um, and so uh, they have a little note here. So Quest was designed in Brooklyn, part of an island formed on the coast of North America some 21,000 years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, so, um, yeah, so I guess the original book was published in 2019. So it was a very recent book. I, I know they had like a Kickstarter campaign. Um, if you're interested in design and you are interested in fantasy art, this is definitely um even if you're not interested in playing the game, I think this is a worthy uh, something worth looking at. These people looking at these uh, the people who created this have made a really big effort and really spent a lot of time on a lot of detail. Um, the rules of the game are very thoughtful about um, minimizing the requirement of people to be kind of caught up with the rules because they're pretty simplified. Everybody um, who's playing the game can just um, be helpful in keeping everybody on the same page with the fantasy that we're creating. Um, it's got plenty of room to kind of expand and customize as you want. Um, and so it's this kind of like really basic version of Dungeons and Dragons that I think would be really fun to play with kids. I think it'd be fun to play with like people who generally don't like, you know, maybe your family or your parents or um, some of your friends that are maybe a little too um, above that kind of thing. I don't know, but you might be able to hook them into something that's actually really fun, especially these days where, um, you know, most of our social interaction has to be through uh, Zoom or similar video video conferencing. So um, 
yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk about that game and I hope everybody uh, is staying well and safe and uh, don't forget to go vote. That's coming up. Um, I don't know the details now, but I'm sure if you go online, you'll be peppered with um, different ways to make sure you're registered to vote. Um, if for some reason you're really struggling, uh, you can obviously email us. Um, our executive assistant, Dana, would help you out, Dana at fcbm.io. Um, more importantly, you could just email her and just say, hey, I'd love to you know, talk about the show or you have some ideas or thoughts about topics. Um, angry tirades whatever you want you know we'd love to hear from you um all right anyway uh stay safe wear a mask wash your hands okay 